We have two dogs in our home. Aria is a two-year-old puppy who definitely needs help with her portions. And Nala is a 10-year-old dog who is living a great life and we want to keep feeding her well so she can hang in there with us for a lot longer. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. You can get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash vanished. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Hey guys, welcome to season two. New episodes will be posted every Monday, so be sure to tune in next Monday for episode two. Enjoy the show. I'm on the top of a mountain. It's dark. Really dark, actually. And I can barely make out the faces of people talking. Roy, nice to meet you. you look familiar. Do I? You've been here before? I have. Okay, I've been yeah. here a long time. Okay, that's good. Nice. Yeah, welcome. Where are you from? Atlanta. Oh, yeah, George came out just for the storm circle, right? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I have an instrument. It's made out of steel. It's that round thing down there. It's called the tongue drum. The guy here makes it. Uh, they're ends of uh, propane tanks, and he welds them together, and there's little cut slits that <laughs> Everyone's grabbing for instruments. And even though they can barely see each other, they're all playing strangely in sync. holding my recorder next to my hip, pacing around, trying to find the right time to ask just one question. Do you know anything about the woman who went missing from here?
Long before this land was called America, native people danced in a circle around the drum for celebration, fellowship, renewal, and healing. For generations and throughout many cultures, people have gathered in celebration each month during a full moon. Around a fire they sing, they dance, and they play the drum, a tradition known more commonly as a drum circle. From ancient ritual gatherings to casual parties in the desert, drum circles have become somewhat of a cultural phenomenon. Just two years ago, in July of 2016, 29-year-old Crystal Ann Reisinger went to a full moon drum circle. By the time the night was over, Crystal had disappeared, and she's never been seen since. But this story doesn't start at a drum circle. It starts in Los Angeles. From Tinderfoot TV in Atlanta, this is Up and Vanish Season 2. Standing outside the Lowe's Hotel in Hollywood, California, and I'm about to meet with the former boyfriend of Crystal Reisinger, who went missing in July of 2016. My name is Elijah Ghana. I'm an ex-boyfriend of Crystal, father of our daughter. And what's your name, Akasha? Say it right here. Right here near the mic. Say your name. My name is Akasha. How old are you, Akasha? Five. Five? Mm-hmm. Well, you're pretty big. Crystal and Eli had a daughter together, and she lives with Eli here in Los Angeles. Yeah, okay, enough, babe, no more, honey, girl. Put them in your pocket so I can save them for later. Bless you, baby. I had a good buddy of mine. Uh, we've been friends for years. He had a friend that he wanted to introduce me to. It was like a friend of a friend introduction kind of a thing. And when we met, it was kind of like fireworks immediately. It was one of those things where we just kind of fell in love really fast. The relationship moved really fast. It seemed like it was just fast forward to instant relationship kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah, it was, and we moved in together and it was just, yeah, it was just an awesome, wonderful experience. My first impression was like, where were you my whole life? She was very sweet, very intelligent, very deep thinker, covered in tattoos, piercings, different looking, kind of uh, wild looking person. (laughs) My type of girl. (laughs) Eli had met Crystal in Denver, and they fell in love almost instantly. At first, things were great. They moved in together. Crystal gave birth to their daughter, Akasha. But after a few years, Crystal expressed to Eli that she was ready for a big change in her life. 
She really wanted to get out of the city. She was always on a spiritual journey. She was always on a quest, uh, you know, always trying to go deeper and deeper into things. According to Eli, Crystal was always on some sort of spiritual quest, and she found herself drawn to a tiny town in south-central Colorado called Crestone. She went to Crestone, Colorado, which is known to be a, a big spiritual gathering place. She believed Crestone was just energetically just a great place to channel and be, and the energies there were amplified, that Earth's natural energies. She was very sensitive to a lot of things, and so she was really sensitive to, like, the Earth, the rocks, plants, people, animals. It didn't matter. She was just real sensitive to energies and stuff, so she felt like that was a great place to align her energies with the Earth's energies. It's just such a tiny, isolated place. It's way out in the mountains, kind of south West Colorado. I don't know where it's near, really. It's just so isolated. <laughs> it's literally in, in the mountains. It's just out there in the mountains. Even though Crystal had moved nearly four hours away from Denver, she kept in touch with Eli and her daughter Akasha daily. I mean, she did not miss more than a day at the most without keeping in touch. So Crystal was enjoying Crestone. She was happy there. And Eli supported this. It had always been in Crystal's nature to want to know more about the world around her to find her purpose. And for the first time, she seemed to have found her place. Crystal had this keen sense of the world's energy around her and was always seeking a higher level of understanding. But that wasn't the only unique thing about her. Well, I, I got to include this. So, so uh, Crystal was pretty psychic. She was kind of a clairvoyant. She would know things or had premonitions of things and it would always happen. One time, she called me up and she had a really bad premonition. Something bad was going to happen to both me and her. It was going to be something violent and something that we may not survive. She couldn't tell me exactly what it was going to be, but it was going to happen soon, within a few days. It was something that was unavoidable. It was something that couldn't be changed, is what she said. I knew not to take it lightly, coming from her. Two days later, I was on my way home from work, and I have no memory of the events, but I just remember waking up in the hospital. They were working on my face. I had been stabbed in the face, beaten, brutally beaten. All the bones in my face were pretty much broken, uh, blown out orbital sockets and everything. He'd been attacked by a stranger and nearly beaten to death. But from there, things took an even darker turn. So she came down and took care of me immediately from Crestone till I could take care of myself. And then two days after she got back to Crestone, she disappeared. Have you seen her since then? No. No, no, she disappeared, and uh, that was the last I seen of her. After a couple of days of not hearing from her, and I was calling her, no, no reply, I definitely had a bad feeling. I got a hold of uh, the police, and they said that someone had already filed a missing persons report, and it was their landlord. So I got a hold of her landlord, and immediately things didn't sound good. She said it wasn't like her not to come home, that she just disappeared. Nobody knew where she was. The police were trying to steer it one way, where it was like definitely it was looking like she killed herself, but I knew there was no way.
me and her stepdad went out, scoured the whole town. We went all around the vicinity in the woods. We were looking for her, hiking all around. Couldn't find her. We questioned, I think, every person in that area, like within that town. I think we definitely, it was a, it's a tiny, tiny place. You can barely call it a town. It's so small. But we definitely encountered everyone that lives there, questioned them, asked them if they seen her, you know, everything we could. Crystal had vanished without a trace. Two years later, Eli still has no answers. And it's changed him as a person. I'm just a whole. Like something just so big and profound in my life is gone. I'm so incomplete. If it wasn't for our daughter, she has just been the healer. Just like Crystal said this whole time. She's kept me strong. She's healing me. I just feel like, well, I can't imagine where I would be without her, without her daughter, but I feel like, like I have a phantom pain. Like if you lost a limb suddenly, like I feel like I have like this phantom pain, like she's still here, but I can feel her, but she's not. As I wrapped up my interview, Akasha leaned across the table and whispered something to me. My mommy's in the spirit world. My mommy's in the spirit world. At this time, we'd like to ask our flight attendants to please take their seats for landing. Next, I was off to Denver, Colorado to meet with Rodney, the father figure in Crystal's life and the family that raised her. Good to see you. Thank you for having us over. No problem. Hey, this is my wife, Debbie. Hi. Debbie Debbie Debbie. 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 Nice to meet you. We met Rodney at his house. With me was one of our producers, Meredith. And Rodney introduced us to his wife, Debbie. You can generally tell a lot of people by their kids. That's what I've found. Have you met Kasha? unbelievable little girl and she's indicative of crystal she's got that sparkly inquisitive that just love you to death that is crystal i feel like i failed her we lost a son years back to suicide and i never wanted to feel that again and uh, this this is bringing all that back what I should have said or what I should have done or, you know, I lay awake at nights thinking about what I should have done or should have said or... You really start dissecting just about every two minutes of the past 15 years. And it's amazing the things I remember and the things I don't remember. She used to be in here. She had this hole downstairs to herself for a couple of years. The bed was uh, right here. There was a nightstand over here. And uh, mascara all over the floor. <laughs> it, it just, it really hurts. 
I, I can't explain it any better than that. You know, I just, uh, you know, when I when we're talking when I'm talking about the mascara on the floor and all that stuff, you start thinking back in the past, and you start thinking about the really stupid crap that you get upset about. That in hindsight is really what it is, just crap. It's part of living and and everything else. I failed to protect. I failed to be able to help. I I, I want to. People keep saying, you know, you, you shouldn't live in the past and everything else, but hey, you know. It it warms my heart that you're even considering this. I hope we can find Crystal before I die. Crystal was just a wonderful lost soul, so to speak. But she kept going forward. I'm going to Mexico City, and it's going to be an awesome vacation, all thanks to Viator. If you're looking to book your next trip, Viator is your one-stop shop. They've done all the research for you, from classes and workshops, food and drinks, outdoor activities, sightseeing, cruises, tours, museums. Everything you want to do on a vacation is all right here at your fingertips by using Viator. Viator is the solution you need to ensure you plan the perfect trip and overall travel experience. Viator is a tool you can use to plan and book travel experiences all around the world. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore 300,000 plus travel experiences so you can discover what's out there, no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means that you can plan something everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been there on the same experiences you're choosing. And if plans changed, there's free cancellation. Plus, Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know that you'll get the support you need at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. She lived with us for a number of years. Um, when she was 15 and a half, she met our son. I asked him about and, Crystal's uh, upbringing and how he became the father figure in her life. She's from Arizona, and she was awarded the court. 
they sent her up here to live with an aunt. Evidently, the aunt was off the wall. So she didn't really have a place to stay. So there started our, our saga. We finished our basement and we let her stay in a room down there. And then over the years, you know, we've helped her get into college and moved her. And it was just like having another child. Rodney's biological daughter, Amy, was just a few years apart from Crystal. And they grew up in the same home. According to her... She's incredible. Unforgettable, really. You don't meet many people like that who have this intense, cool, crazy energy that everybody vibes with. She laughs a lot. She laughs at everything, even if it's kind of a fucked up thing to laugh about. She'll laugh about it anyways. She smiled a lot. Pale as a ghost, just like me. <laughs> She's a, an absolutely wonderful person. She had an incredible ability to keep going. She really, really wanted to succeed at something. And some, excuse my friend, some fucking piece of shit took that away from her. Since Crystal went missing, Rodney's been doing some investigating of his own. There is a lot of inconsistencies in the actual last time that she was seen. For some reason, the 13th is the one that sticks with me, July 13th of 2016. When she was first reported missing, Rodney drove down to the town of Crestone and met with their police department. They were telling me at that point she was a wild partier and having these noisy parties in her apartment. If she was having such wild parties, the apartment would reflect that. And it did not in any way, shape, or form reflect that. Crystal lived in a small apartment by herself in the center of town. Rodney canvassed the area himself, along with the police. The day or so before she disappeared, she had bought all her normal health foods, veggie burgers, her uh, almond milk, her organic vegetables. They have a record of her using her food stamp card. As far as when she bought the stuff, I think it was on the 12th or the 11th of July, just a couple days before she went missing. She stuck to making sure she had contact with Kasha. You know, if that's an indication of a person that's completely off the rails and going south, nah, I don't buy it. That's a crock of shit that the police and, and a few people in that town are spreading around. Rodney took her in, let her live in the basement in the house, made sure she got to school, gave her money for clothes and fed her. This is Chris Halsney. He's an investigative reporter from Fox News in Denver. And he's the only TV reporter to ever cover Crystal's story. He just saw a need. He saw this poor girl and no way to survive without just living on the street. And he took her in. What a kind-hearted guy. This is the file of different things that we got out of her apartment. I guess you could go through it and see if there's anything that's even of interest to you. Um, when she went missing, he was the first one to get in his truck and drive five hours and start handing out these flyers because he had always taken care of her. This is from Cresta. Yes, this was in her apartment. 
While at Rodney's house in Denver, he gave our producer Meredith and I a box of Crystal's belongings from her apartment in Cresto. It was full of mostly pictures, dating back to when she was a young child. There were also tons of documents, bills and receipts, all kinds of things. Rodney encouraged us to go through it ourselves, to see if there was anything helpful. She managed to keep all the things that were important to her. And there are things in here that, that we didn't know about, uh, you know, classes she had taken. And, you know, she did things like uh, filed for bankruptcy because I didn't know about it. But, uh, but it, it's a little bit of a glimpse into her life. I'm assuming that was her grandmother because that's who raised her. Rodney's wife, Debbie, showed me several pictures of Crystal and their family together. Crystal had long blonde hair and bright blue eyes. She often wore head veils and flowing dresses. She always tried to move forward and always was able to survive. And, and one of the things that always struck me was that she, she just wanted to be a good person. After two years of searching for Crystal and still no answers, Rodney wants as many people as possible to hear her story. I don't know if this is a tipping point, but there comes a point where it's like, man, as you guys start making your presence known, and Fox News, Chris, Chris said that he, he's going to push more. Crystal Ann Reisinger dropped off the face of the earth last July. As she was living in Cresto, in a town of less than a thousand people in south central Colorado, not far from the Great Sand Dunes National Park, investigator reporter Chris Halsney traced Reisinger's final days to discover it is unlikely she simply walked away. Only three by three blocks long, Cresto, at first glance, is just another sleepy, laid-back hippie town. The surrounding mountains and sand dunes hold a raw, peaceful beauty. But the nearby hills may also be hiding some very dark secrets. Considered sacred ground by the Navajo, this place has lately been attracting truth seekers of a worldwide New Age religious movement. Crystal Reisinger was one of those drawn to Crestone's soul. I've long been reporting cold case crimes. We'd been running a series of reports called Death on a Train. This friend of Crystal's had seen that series of reports, and she called Teary and said, I saw what you could do for this other woman. Can you help Crystal? The tiny town of Crestone is full of big rumors about what happened to Crystal, so the Fox 31 problem solvers came here to figure out fact from fiction. One thing most people agree on is that this is the last place she was seen. It's called a drum circle. She was seen at what they call a drum circle. It's part party, part religious experience. There's a full moon. Hundreds of people from the area around Crestone on the full moon go out of town to this park and they start this huge bonfire and they sing and they dance and they do drugs and they drink. It means something different to a lot of different people. Native Americans would be offended that it became a party, um, but that's just what it's morphed into in Crestone. 
So watch County Sheriff's deputies say they believe someone who went to the drum circle full moon ceremony knows exactly what happened later that night. We couldn't find anything substantial that she was seen after the, the drum circle. I asked Crystal's former boyfriend, Eli, about drum circles, too. He'd been to some. It's just a party out in the woods. It just goes on all night. They just play their drums pretty much all night, and there's a lot of drinking and drug use going on. Apparently, there was this one guy that's seen her walking off alone into the forest. Other people are putting her at the drum circle. It's either walking towards the drum circle or walking uh, just off into the woods. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. You've seen photos of her and video of her. She's hard to miss. I mean, there's no way you wouldn't know Crystal if you were from Cresto. It wouldn't take a week before you would be like, oh, yeah, I know who she is. Wild hair and big flamboyant personality. You know, Crystal lived right downtown in the heart of this small little town. She made an impression on that little town in a short amount of time. Chris Halsney had spent several days in Crestone, developing his new story on Crystal. I asked him to describe the place. It's not much. It's just a few blocks of a couple little hotel, little restaurant, deli, a couple little grocery stores, a liquor store. Um, it's not much of a town. The population of the place really is just outside of town. This group had given away free land to all sorts of religious sects to set up houses and housing, churches, temples just outside of town. There's a lot of little roads and electricity running out to these places, but they're very private. But that's where most of the people are, is just out of town in these religious areas. It's quiet. No one's going to bother you in Cresto. If you leave people alone, they'll leave you alone. It's the tale of two worlds there. There's 143 people that are officially registered to live in, the, in Crestone, and their income is very low, poverty level low. You get outside of town into the county, there are some really nice homes and high income. There's definitely two sets of people there. Crystal's ex-boyfriend Eli 
had gone down to Crestone with Rodney to search for her, but he didn't learn much at all. Well, local people don't like to give up too much information if you're an outsider. And they're just like, if you can imagine just like a really super tight-knit community where everyone knows each other for generations and they don't like outsiders much, even though there's a lot of outsiders coming in through the town that kind of resent them. They're distrustful. She fit in there and she knew it. That's why she wasn't going to come back to Denver. She fit in. And I don't think she wanted to leave there. I think she just found her place. And I don't think any of her friends or family think she wanted to leave. It's heartbreaking to, to see all the, the life in her eyes at that young age. Ready? Running around, you know, excited about life. And when you sit down and just have a quiet moment with her, she knows exactly why you're asking the questions, and it's because she knows her mother's gone. Whenever I see a a missing poster, I think maybe there's still a chance. She was a little flaky. If she found just the right guy and ran off and wanted to disappear, that she's in Mexico or Argentina or Costa Rica. Maybe she's in a cult somewhere and she's just fallen off the face of the earth and doesn't want anybody to find her. At least she'd be alive. At least someday, maybe she could come back to the realization her daughter's here and there's people that love her and have been looking for her. For that little girl to have an answer. You, you paint such an interesting picture of this town, Crestone. It's a tale of two worlds. Well, what we found is that it's really a peaceful, meditative place, and thousands of New Age religious seekers from all over the world have come there. But, you know, there's a real dark side there. The drug culture is strong and a very thin police force. Maybe it was a religious thing for her, but more, she was more Mother Earth. She was more trying to connect to this planet. Because she'd done that before, for quite a while, I think, police and Neighbors thought, she's going to turn back up. She's going to come back. She just went on one of these journeys. I spent quite a bit of time in Denver, digging into Crystal's past and meeting some of her family. But it was clear that if anyone knew what happened to her, they weren't here. They were in Cresto. Before I made the trip there myself, I spoke to Crystal's father, Rodney, one more time. There's just something really, really strange about this whole deal. You know, we've been down there from time to time. I call the sheriff, I call a deputy, and very rarely does he get back to me. They're undermanned and underfunded, and I don't know. I want to trust them, but boy, I tell you, things are starting to chip away here. For one reason or another, I don't know if it's, you know, if it goes back to their undermanned, underfunded, and overworked, and, you know, and everything else. 
because there's only like six of them in that whole county. So Crestone alone, I think, keeps them busy. Boy, it's easy to get lost up in all this. You know, I, I find myself going different directions all the time. And I met with Amy, Rodney's daughter, and Crystal's sister. So are you spiritual at all? Spiritual, sure. But you're not, like, meditating. Yeah, so you'll definitely be walking in as a total weirdo. Like, what is Amy was with her husband, Alex, also a good friend of Crystal's. I asked her husband, Alex, about my safety in Crestone, since he'd been there several times himself. Your safety? <laughs> yeah, carry something. I don't know. You know. There's still hope. I think it takes one brave soul who lives in Crestone, who's on the fringe of something a little seedy, to have the courage and the heart to step forward and let the authorities know what they know. It is old Navajo country and they have left it pristine and rough and unowned for a reason, just to leave its beauty. But at the same time, you don't just stumble across things out there. You stay on the trail. minute you drive into town and buy a soda at the deli, just about everybody knows you're there. And when you ask the first question about Crystal, 10 more people know you're there. In another hour, 100 people know you're there. They really monitor outsiders. I got the feeling people didn't like me there asking questions. They either wouldn't respond at all or would say something real homey, like, oh, you know, I heard about that. Yeah, I can't help you, sorry. Sunshine beating on the good times, moonlight raising from the grave. String band playing more that honky-tonk's pretty young thing going dancing in the rain. Starting route to Crestone for 211 miles. Continue on I-70 West. Up and Vanished is produced for Tenderfoot TV by Payne Lindsay, Mike Rooney, and me, Meredith Stedman. Executive producers Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Additional production by Mason Lindsay, Rob Ricotta, and Christina Dana. Our intern is Hallie Bidal. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Our theme song is Ophelia, performed by Ezra Rose. Our cover art is by Trevor Eiler. Special thanks to the team at Cadence 13. This episode features the song Sleeping on the Blacktop, performed by Coulter Wall. You can hear more at coulterwall.com. Visit us on social media via at Up and Vanished. Tweet at us and we'll follow you back. Or you can visit our website, upandvanished.com, where you can join in on our discussion board. If you're enjoying Up and Vanished, tell a friend, family member, or coworker about it. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.